We've been talking Tiger Cats football for over 50 years. Welcome to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Thanks for checking out the fifth quarter podcast. Rick Samprin here, the Tiger Cats 0 and 3 for the first time since 2017. And of course, fans are not too happy. The fifth quarter podcast starts now. It's where Ticats fans come together. This is the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Hello football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter. It is brought to you by Eastgate Ford. And you're listening to it on 900 CHML, 900CHML.com. Watching it on CHML's Facebook page. Happy to be on board once again. Not so happy to be talking about... Another Tiger Cats loss for the first time since 2018. The Hamilton Tiger Cats are 0-3. They fell 26-12 to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight after another so-so game on offense. We've had two of these now. Defensively, I thought the Ticats had their best game, at least in terms of getting to the quarterback. There's no doubt about that. Four sacks tonight. They hassled Zach Caleros a little bit this evening, but still not good enough. Outclassed is the word that comes to mind. Two-time defending champs looking like champions, finding ways to win in their first three games in the season. They're now 3-0, and now we get to talk about 0-3. How close are you to pushing the panic button? Talk to me about your thoughts on tonight's game. We're all going to vote for our player of the game. And you can do it in a variety of ways by calling us now at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email me, rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, at Rick Samprin. And as I mentioned, we're also on CHML's Facebook page live. You can go over to that social media platform and give me your thoughts on the game. While you're at it, you can also subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast, and you can listen to the show whenever you so please. 26-12, the final, Winnipeg over Hamilton. The Cats 0-3, the Bombers 3-0. Let's start off on the phones, and Dave is called into the program. Dave, good morning. How are you? Hey, how you doing there, Rick? You know, a bit of a funny game. I thought defensively, as I mentioned, good. They got a check mark there, but... Nearly not good enough on offense. What did you think tonight? Just a few comments. Uh, the game was actually quite, I mean, the score doesn't indicate it, but, you know, in the first half, just a few comments. You know, Dunbar dropping that touchdown pass in his hands. That was that was a big play. Um, the other the other couple big plays in the first half is we had that interception on, the, I think, the Winnipeg 30 came away with a field goal. And then there was that screen play. We had Malik Irons wide open wide open with four tie cap blockers in front of them. But I think the one thing to really remember is, is we have four starting, we have four Canadian offensive linemen hurt right now, three of them, which are starters. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why the league is looking at changing the ratio. I mean, in Hamilton's defense, like just the fact that they were competitive tonight, I think, you know, hats off to the offensive line coach for, for handling that. Um, but I thought they overall they played well. I think there was three or four plays in the first half. My my only uh, criticism of the coaching would have been in the late in the first half. We had uh, started off deep after a punt and we got a first down. 
it was about a minute and 20 left and we threw two passes rather than run the ball twice. You know, I think when you're on the road and you're playing Winnipeg, run the ball twice, take, you know, anywhere from 40 to 50 seconds off the clock and punt and perhaps they wouldn't have scored a touchdown. Um, but I thought it was a valiant effort tonight given how depleted we were. And I don't know if Braylon Addison played the second half because he was marked as questionable, but, uh, those those are my comments. I mean, you know, Winnipeg's a great team, and um, I felt a little bit bad for Dane Evans. I mean, he, you know, he was under pressure the whole night. But again, and I, the other thing I didn't understand was how Jake Burt didn't have more playing time. You know, the one thing that June Jones did when he took over, which I thought was quite smart, he played that sixth Canadian uh, sixth lineman, which was Landon Rice, to give the quarterbacks a bit of time to throw. And that's sort of what we got to. That's sort of what the attack we have to take now. But I mean, to be competitive with four Canadian offensive linemen hurt in a game, that, that, that's not an easy task. I totally agree. They're they're kind of down to the nubs on the offensive line when you have basically four guys either playing out of position or not playing at all. Uh, it, it's a and especially against Winnipeg, that's a tough, yeah. tall order. Who is your player of the game tonight? Geez, you know, I thought Tim White had a great game, and uh, I thought uh, uh, Dylan Wynn had a pretty good game, too. All right, I'll mark both of those down. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a great weekend. That is uh, Dave number one. We do have our trifecta of Daves on the line with us tonight. Just writing down Dylan Wynn and Tim White, who, yes, both had, um, I thought, Good ball games once again. Dylan Wynn coming off the injured list um, was, you know, harassing Zach Caleros for most of the night. Ended up with three defensive tackles. And Tim White continues to impress. He has clearly become the go-to guy for Dane Evans. Six catches for 78 yards. Uh, Stephen Dunbar Jr., another big outlet for Dane Evans week in and week out. He was targeted a game-high 15 times tonight. Only made six catches for 53 yards. And uh, Dave also mentioned Braylon Addison, who did play in the second half. Maybe it's not as much as he did in the first half. He only made two receptions for seven yards. He was a game-time decision coming into this contest and uh, clearly was not 100%. Uh, Dane, for his part, 25 for 42 tonight, 237 yards passing, two interceptions, and both of them off deflections. One of them going for a pick six, courtesy of Willie Jefferson. Uh, the other off of Stephen Dunbar and into the hands of Nick Taylor. And uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers come out with another victory. To the email we go, and this one is from Anthony, who writes, Hello, Rick, I'm not hitting the panic button just quite yet. But in saying that, the only thing to be said is at least we haven't lost to any team in the East. Let's go on to the next week at home and forget about this start to the season. If we lose to the Elks, I'm going to be hitting that panic button really fast thank you anthony in grimsby very true you know first four games of the season i kind of reflected on this last week are all against western opponents now week one in regina week two at home against calgary which should have been a w uh, in winnipeg tonight and then next week the uh, Canada Day clash between the Tiger Cats and the Elks on Friday, July 1st. That's a 7.30 kickoff, a 6.30 pregame show here on 900 CHML. Of course, the fifth quarter will come 30 minutes after the final whistle. What are your thoughts on tonight's game? 
Ticats fall to 0-3. Who is your player of the game? I uh, I failed to mention my player of the game nominee, and that's Javon Santos-Knox. Seven defensive tackles. That was a game high. Also had a, a quarterback sack. Um, I thought was pretty good in the middle. Not perfect, but I thought had uh, a couple of big stops on the night. Francesco on Twitter says, I've never seen a worse performance from an offensive line in my life. Truly a shameful performance tonight. Hashtag fifth quarter. Steven writes, sadly, no star of the game. Thankful the Bulldogs made it through. And yes, if you missed it earlier tonight, Hamilton Bulldogs beating Edmonton 4-2 in regulation to advance to Monday's uh, semifinal of the Memorial Cup. Uh, one other tweet before we go back to the phones. Brian tweets at Rick Zamprin, this team is not good. Brian not pulling any punches on Twitter. All right, back to the phones we go. We have Dave in Stony Creek. Dave, good morning. Welcome to the fifth quarter. Morning, Rick. Another late one. Hope you have your tea there. Um, I, I got my water, actually. I've already had my tea, so I'm uh, I'm just uh, H2Oing it right now. Yeah, you got to hydrate, um, yeah, especially after this. Um, yeah. Not, you know, it, it's hard to get a read on this team right now. I think, well, until that offensive line gets proper, it's going to be an uphill battle for a while. Um, uh, you know, I think um, maybe after we play a few Eastern teams, we'll get a better handle on this team um they've been competitive against the best teams in the league so far i mean they sure won last week um i think uh pattern emerges though with hamilton's defense uh i think it's coaching in the when the games are late uh they seem to be playing too much prevent maybe i don't know they, they lost a lot of games last year late too as well um but tonight yeah it's you know, they they are they are a good team, but they need to be better. Um, there's there's a lot of good talent, but they there's something missing. I don't know. I think but there seems to be a lack of intensity right now on this team. That's that's what I'm watching them. It's just um, you you know it's, uh, maybe they got nothing to celebrate, but they just don't seem to have the intensity um, right at this point. But you know, it's it's not time to press the panic button yet. But um, you know, all three is not great, but it's really thank goodness, and we'll see what happens when the offensive line gets back. Uh, if hopefully, or if they can make you know, some kinds of adjustments or changes. But um, definitely, uh, they're a good team. I'm not, you know, but we're we're gonna find out more, and I, I think probably by game after we after we get a few few. Oh, Edmonton's gonna be a game that is an important one to watch too but uh, after you play a few uh, eastern clubs which seem to be better but we'll find out how better they really are when they play the Cats. you hit the nail on the head regarding the intensity or lack thereof we see it in spurts i, I call it a killer instinct we're not seeing that killer instinct from this team and 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 winning teams develop that have that somehow um and i'm not seeing that from this team no, 100%. That's what seems to be missing. Um, you know, it's kind of like the Leafs. I hate to mention it, but, you know. Thanks for bringing up that source, Bob. <laughs> yeah. It, but hopefully, um, I don't know if it's a, a coaching problem. I, you know, I, you know, I, I know they're professionals, but sometimes the coach needs to kick, kick some players' butts, you know, get them going. You know, you're, uh, 
you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, there's, there's something not quite right, and I can't put my finger on it. I'm I'm putting it down to intensity right now. Hopefully, they can find some, or you know, maybe a couple wins will bring them up. But uh, they've been competitive in all these games, and uh, it's not time to hit the panic button. I'll go with your uh, uh, Knox pick for sure. He's uh, he's he, he played good tonight. So did Dylan win though. So I'll go for those two. And Erlington made some good good efforts there too as well. But uh, I'll, I'll go with Knox or Win. They're both uh, they both uh, I, I was impressed with them tonight. They showed some compete. Dave, appreciate you staying up late with us uh, tonight and for calling in and enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Thank you. That is Dave from Stony Creek. That leaves room for you on the phone bank at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email me your thoughts on tonight's Tiger Cats loss. That email address is rick at 900chml.com. We're broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can chime in there as well. Hit me up on Twitter, at Rick Samprin is the handle. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. You can also use at am900chml. And we'll be back with some uh, quotes and commentary from Dave in Grimsby and Mark, who's also on the line as well. Stick around, guys. We'll come back with you next here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. We're talking Ticat football. This is the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Jr. Jr., wide left. And that's where Dane Evans goes again, and it goes... Right to Willie Jefferson. Dunbar was hit. The ball popped loose, and it went right into the hands of Willie Jefferson, and he takes it in for a touchdown. An interception and a touchdown for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and these fourth-quarter woes continue. A a touchdown for the Bombers on defense. They extend their lead 24-9 with 8.40 to go. That pretty much sealed the deal as the Blue Bombers coasted to a 26-12 victory at IG Field, their 11th straight win at home. And they're now 3-0 on the season. Tiger Cats falling to 0-3 for the first time since they started 0-8 in 2017. We don't want to think about that year, about what happened that season. Um, But we do want to think about what happened tonight. And you can do so by calling into the fifth quarter at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your smartphone. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at AM900CHML, at Rick Samprin. We're also on CHML's Facebook page where Brad writes, Come on, people, it's not 2003. Keep the faith. Defense did a great job as usual, but can't be expected to do it all. Where was Simone? Only three tackles all game. My player of the game is Javon Santos Knox. Solid performance tonight. Uh, you can also email your thoughts on tonight's game, rick at 900chml.com. couple of votes for Javon Santos Knox, couple for Dylan Wynn, and one for Tim White as we vote for our player of the game as well. Back to the phones we go. Dave in Grimsby has been holding on. Dave, good morning. How are you? Hey, Rick. I hope you're doing well. Not too bad. Yeah, I mean, it could be better if we're looking at our Ticats. Um, you know, after the second preseason game, I called in and, you know, uh, <laughs> I was complaining that they only gave the offense one quarter out of the preseason to get warmed up, and, and here we are three weeks in, and they played two good quarters. Uh, that was the first half uh, last week against Calgary, but also in that uh, 
on that day, you asked what the prediction would be for the Cats, and I said 11-7, and seven, and you agreed with me. And at this point right now, I think if we can get 9-9 nine and, nine and, and and get a playoff spot, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, 11-7 and seven might be wishful thinking at this point. Yep, yep. Uh, second thing I'm going to say is you can't blame the defense. Uh, I think the defense has been good pretty much every game this year. Um, even if you look at today when the pick six happened, if uh, the kicker had hit those two field goals, um, it's 18 to 15 at that point, and, and, and the pick six would have made it 25 to 15. But, you know, at that point, maybe the pick six doesn't even happen because it's a different game. And, you know, it just shows, you know, <laughs> you know, there, there, there's positions they're, they're struggling at. And, you know, kicker looks good for a couple weeks, and then one week, it, 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 you know, <laughs> they were in that game today. And, and if he kicks those kicks, they're in the game even even when that pick six happens. And, you know, they didn't play an awesome game on, on offense, but they, they were still in it. You know, it's not like Winnipeg was off, awesome on offense either. That's true too. I, you know, I thought the Ticats defense as a whole played well. They had an interception. They had four sacks. They were pressuring Caleros. They were not giving up a lot on the ground. Um, you know, that field position battle was kind of give and take here and there. Obviously, Winnipeg got a few more field goals uh, than us on the night. But uh, you know, apart from the pick six, you know, take that out of the equation. This is a very close game. Yeah, and especially if the kicker hits the field goals. You know, it's two two missed field goals, and they weren't like long you know, field goals, you know, the other kicker, Winnipeg's kicker, it is. Um, but that being said, you know, I also criticize the offensive coordinator and, and you know, I, I, I still stand by it. I, I just don't don't understand, you know, even last week, you know, you go into the half 24-3 to and, and play very conservative in the second half and it costs them the game. No running game, you know, I think Dave number one talked about it as well. No running game, you know, you go even in the – before the first half is over today, you you run two plays and, and you take time off the clock, but no, and then Winnipeg gets a touchdown. That's all in the offensive coordinator. And even tonight, you know, they, they, they move the ball and then they go with this, you know, three guys running behind the line of scrimmage. He's flipping to one of them that are caught for a four-yard loss. Like, seriously, in these three games, we've seen about 10 to 12 plays where you completely rip up and you never run them again. And that costs you ball games. It costs you ball games. I don't understand the offensive coordinator, and I think, you know, step one right here to, to make this team better is, is you get some fresh eyes in there because, you know, Condell, like I said before, he's had his time, and, and, and he hasn't been part of the Grey Cup championship, so bring in someone else. Yeah, last two games in the second half, they've scored a combined nine points, which is not going to cut it in this league. Who's your player of the game tonight? Yeah, I just want to talk about one more thing, Rick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they have a really big lack of talent as a Canadian receiver. I think since Van Tuz was gone, they haven't had one yet. And you know what? They've drafted some first overall. They drafted Chapman first overall. He's never played a game. They've drafted Burt. I don't remember where he was drafted, but he was a first round. What is he doing? He is doing absolutely nothing. He's definitely not a receiver. He's definitely not Dembski or, or the other Wolotarski that they had tonight making catches out there in Winnipeg. He's definitely not getting junior. You know, we do not have a good Canadian receiver. And they signed this Grant guy. He hasn't played yet. They've swung and they've missed on multiple drafts. They have to fix the Canadian receiver. It's a big part of the game. And for the past couple of years, it's really hurt us. And you look at the guys they've lost, Rick. You know, they lost Mazzoli. They lost Ackland. They lost Garrett Davis. They lost Banks. There's a lot of holes to fill there. Look at 
you know, the expectations on this team, I think, were too high considering the talent they lost in the offseason. And you know what? Even if they win last week, they're 1-2 and two right now, and it's probably where they should be. All fair statements. Now let's get to your player of the game. Santos Knox. All right, I yeah. think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. I agree. Uh, great call as always. Dave, appreciate your time, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Cheers, Rick. That is Dave in Grimsby, and that leaves some room for you on the line at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. You can email rick at 900chml.com, just like Anthony in Hamilton, who writes, as hard as it is to remain positive, we just need a spark, a tipped ball INT for us, or a tipped ball completion. We need momentum shifting play to turn this around. We can't finish the job. Canada Day, we will get the W. My player of the game is Dane Evans. Adversity not only builds character, it reveals it. Another email, this one from Tom, who says, sadly, tonight's outcome was as expected. A decent defense, but not enough firepower on offense to beat the Bombers. A better effort from Dunbar would have helped, but the Cats just aren't good enough right now. Montreal and Ottawa are much better than they were a year ago, so this could be a long year. Hope I'm wrong. Cheers, Tom from Guelph. Back to the phones we go. Mark has been hanging around. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. How are you, Rick? I'm good. How are you doing? Awesome. Just been on hold for 45 minutes, but I'm good to go. <laughs> well, now you're on the show. What are your thoughts? Um, I just have to say, I, I apologize because, you know, obviously uh, being from the Hammer and everything, uh, a couple of beers and, and the game and whatever, but I've been watching and going to Ticat Games since 1981. And I listened to the fifth quarter and I listened to pre-games and post-games and all that. And every week it seems to be the same thing. Oh, this, we're not good at this. We're not good at that. I don't even remember the last time. Maybe it was 99 that we went into a season saying, hey, the Ticats are favored for the cup. And oh my my God, they're actually winning games and they're actually going to do this and they're actually going to do that. And they actually did it. it. It, it, I just ha- I have had enough of the mediocrity of Thai Cat football for the last twenty plus years, and you know uh, we have a, we have a decent team, so we give up on uh, giving up on Mazzoli. So Dane Evan comes in. The guy looks he looks he he's scared. I w- I'd rather have Mazzoli. Like <laughs> you know I don't I, I just don't understand I. I I've had enough of the mediocrity of Hamilton Tiger Cat football. I understand where you're coming from. Let's not forget uh, two seasons ago, 2019, this team was 15-3, and the best ever record for a Ticats team, went to the Grey Cup, unfortunately lost. Uh, I wouldn't call that mediocrity. I get what you're saying. Pretty much every other year it's, you know, 10-8, and 8-10, 9-9. and 9. I get that. But we do have to, you know, recognize that 2019 team for doing something really special. Okay, 2019, 15 and three. What did we win? We won the East Division. That was it. <laughs> right, right. So if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, I get Bobby it. Would say. So I, I just, I, I love this team. I can see the stadium from my house. I've grown up in 40 plus years of this, and I just want them to win one cup. Maybe I'm going to die like the Leafs. I'm a Leaf fan as well. Horrible. But 
every year it's this or that or this or that, and the Cats need to do this, and their offensive line needs to do that. I, I've just had enough. I want one year where we can say, finally, the Cats, they have the offensive line. They have a running back that sits on the bench, Don Jackson, by the way. Uh, they have the best quarterback in the league, or they have the top receiving tandem of the league. It's just it's never happened, and I'm very frustrated. I'm right there with you, and many other fans are. Mark, who is your player of the game tonight? Willie Jefferson. All right, well, great choice. He had a fantastic game and a, and a big play at that. That's right, and that killed us. It certainly so, did. Uh, as usual, I guess we'll see what happens next week. Thank you, Rick. All right, Mark, have a good weekend. Uh, yeah, hey, you can't knock Mark for picking Willie Jefferson. Uh, key play, one of the key plays in the game, pick six to make it to 24-9, ultimately 25-9 after the extra point. Midway through the fourth, it kind of dropped the hammer on the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight as they fall to 0-3. Before we get to our next break, let's bring in our next caller. It's Mark from Hamilton. Mark, hello. Hello, Mark. Has Mark from Hamilton gone to sleep? Hello, Mark. One more time. Well, maybe he nodded off. Maybe I am so lackluster tonight. Just like the Ticats 0-3 start. <laughs> Mark, just to note. Mark, if you're still with us, if you're still awake, give us a call back. And uh, we'll get you on the air. Uh, Eric on CHML's Facebook page writes, Dane's passing game was ugly tonight. This team isn't playoff caliber. This team has a losing culture. I don't, I don't know if I agree with the losing culture aspect or the playoff caliber. I understand, Eric, you are frustrated. Many, many fans are. No one really came into this season, I, I think, thinking, you know, this team's going to be 0-3. Some did, you know, looking at the schedule. I thought at the very worst they'd be 1-2. and They'd win against Calgary. They'd lose their two road games in Winnipeg and Regina, and and maybe at best they'd be 2-1. and one. Well, Maybe they, they stun the Rough Riders in Week 1 or they uh, stun the Bombers in Week 3. Well, it's doable. I actually thought the Cats were going to win tonight. I thought, you know, I, I got this funny feeling. Funny feeling. A team is struggling. The other one, defending champs. They won the first two games. Not by landslides. I mean, they both they played good in both games against Ottawa. But I thought, you know what, this, this is one of those games, one of those weird CFL games where... I thought the Ticats would come up and surprise the Bombers. But, hey, Winnipeg's a good, a well-coached team, a talented team, and certainly deserve the win tonight. 26-12, the final. 0-3 for the Cats, 3-0 for Winnipeg. Lots more to come here on the show, including more of your calls, your emails, your tweets, your Facebook Live messages as well. Stick around. This is the fifth quarter. It is powered by Eastgate Ford, and you're listening to 900 CHML. Welcoming Ticats fans, young and old. You're listening to the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate 4 on 900 CHML. No panic from these bombers. Their handoff goes to Brady Oliveira from the Hamilton one, and he gets that one yard with no trouble. It's a touchdown for Winnipeg. First touchdown of the football game goes to the bombers. It's late in the opening half. And Winnipeg, with 18 seconds to go, is up 13-9 with a convert on the way. And they made it 14-9 going into halftime, the first of only two touchdowns for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but that was more than enough to 
uh, get past the Hamilton Tiger Cats tonight. Final score 26 to 12 in favor of Hamilton. Winnipeg now 3 and 0. The Tiger Cats fall to 0 and 3 for the first time since 2017. And we all know what happened that year. They started 0 and 8. One of those games they lost 60 to 1 against the Stampeders. Kent Austin was given the old heave ho. June Jones came in and a new era of Tiger Cats football was launched. Next game for the Cats is on Canada Day. Friday, July the 1st, it'll be against the Edmonton Elks. Speaking of which, all week next week on both Good Morning Hamilton, weekday mornings 5.30 to 9, and Hamilton Today, weekday afternoons from 3 until 6 p.m., we're going to be giving away two tickets each day to Hamilton's game against the Elks on July 1st. And each person who wins two tickets each day will also be entered into a draw to win the new Made in the Hammer Ticats jersey. So not only will a handful of people get two tickets to the game, one will also get a Made in the Hammer jersey to wear to the game, or heck, wear wherever they so please. Your thoughts on tonight's game? We're all voting for our player of the game at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your mobile device. You can email your thoughts on tonight's loss. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. At Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter, and we're also live on CHML's Facebook page. Alan on Twitter says, let's not be quick to hit the panic button just yet. Three weeks in and one out of a tie for first place. One win out of a tie for first place. Lots of football left to play. My player of the game is Siante Evans. A uh, quick stat sheet for Siante Evans. Uh, he was involved in several plays tonight. Three defensive tackles. Also had a couple of key pass knockdowns as well. So good vote there for Siante Evans. He was um, more than good tonight. Thought he was well above average, that is for sure. Jeff on Twitter writes, Team is hot garbage. Management by committee needs to go. Condell should be let go tonight. Wholesale changes are needed. Another ass-kicking. This team is in trouble. Player of the game, me, for putting up with this crap. Watch the crowds stay uh, stay to diminish. It will happen. Uh, Jeff, not too pleased. And he votes himself for player of the game. I'll underline that as he did not play in the game, but I get his point. Uh, one more tweet before we go back to the phones. This one from Steve. This team just keeps finding new ways to blow games. On a side note, the O-line is awful. Evans won't last the season behind it. Needs fixing ASAP. Back to the phones we go. Marvin has called in in the fifth quarter. Marvin, good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Excellent. Thanks for calling in. Hey, not a problem. I stayed away uh, late here to listen to you guys, and uh, I'm finally got, glad it got off. And that was the person they call it Mark, but that didn't work out. <laughs> gentleman answered. No problem. I said it's Marvin, and uh, I go by go by I go by Mark, like Mark, like Marv Levy. Okay. So, well, anyway. what's what's your thought on tonight's game? Well. Where do I start? Uh, the defense was strong, and they deserve it. They worked hard, and they got in Clarissa's face big time. And Dane Evans, what can I say about him? 
stalwart passer. They can take off a run, too. So, nothing about the offense. Uh, but, no. Because offense, the line, it, they got to do something with that. That's just, uh, there's something wrong there, and I don't know what's going on. I followed this team since I was a youngster, and my mom used to uh, listen to CHML in the mornings and win uh, tickets off the radio. And my my brother would take me down to uh, Civic Stadium, and we'd sit in the West End of the old wooden bleachers, and I'd always cheer a tie cat on. And that's when they had some good games and a very good team back in the in the sixties. Well, obviously the 60s were a great year for the Cats. And I loved them. But I followed this team since I was six. And I'm in my late uh, 60s now. And they're still my team, win or lose. But there's always room for improvement everywhere. But uh, tonight, uh, it just uh, the first t- touchdown I understood. The second one, well, that was just a... Uh, what was that? What do you call that? Fate? That that was really a fluky play, and that's for sure. That was, it was, that was it. I'll tell you, if I had a TV, I would have kicked it in after that. Well, we but, wouldn't want to see that. Well, no, I'd buy it on TV. I could afford it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marvin, who is your uh, player of the game tonight? It's going to be Dane Evans. Okay. Well, what impressed you about Dane Evans' game tonight? He's a good passer. He stood there and got, got the ball off. He, he aired it out a little too long on the long ball, though, and the receiver was very much in the open. So he still has, he's got to put just that little touch on that ball to get get it to that people. And the other way, that was uh, that was a, a turning turning point in the whole game for Hamilton of not hitting that long ball as Calaris seems to hit it all the time. Yeah, he had a couple of long balls that connected for sure. I think Dane and a bunch of the other guys are just squeezing the ball a little too hard and not making the easy plays, or at least the plays look easy. Marvin, really appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for joining us. I got one more question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Hamilton uh, drafted this Canadian, and first overall, and I'm not sure if he's still on the team or on the roster or whatever, why isn't he even played? Are you talking about Jake Burt, the tight end slash fullback slash backup kind of offensive lineman? No, he's a receiver. Oh, you're talking about Mark Chapman? Yes. This one's from several years ago. He Well, he never signed with the Tiger Cats. He tried his hand at the NFL, didn't work out. He tried his hand at other spring leagues in the, in the, in the American, really hasn't stuck uh, with any of them and uh, is not coming north of the border as far as I know. Oh, well, how about that man up here? And they sign in, and all these uh, receivers go, I can't wait to see this guy play. Hamilton picked him up, and he never played, because old uh, Steinberg kept him off the field last year. And so I don't know what happened. He sat out the season, I guess. But uh, he just kind of disappeared. I think we're talking about two very different guys because, yeah, the guys that they drafted last year, aside from Burt, who was hurt, all got in on uh, on some action last year. But, Marvin, we got to run. Appreciate your call. You're very welcome.
905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. we got a couple of more emails to get to and uh, some Facebook Live messages as well and a couple of tweets, uh, but still have time for you to call in at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. When we come back, some final thoughts, maybe some final thoughts from you, as well as the Tiger Cats go down to defeat 26-12 at the hands of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. More of the fifth quarter coming up here, brought to you by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. This is the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcome back to the fifth quarter here on 900 CHML. It's all brought to you by Eastgate Ford. Rick Samprin with you. You can call in with your thoughts on tonight's game at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. we got about... Oh, 11 minutes to go here in the broadcast. Rick at 900CHML.com. If you have an email to write to me to express your thoughts on tonight's game and vote for your player of the game, you can do so. Rick at 900CHML.com. We're also all over Twitter at AM900CHML at Rick Samprin. Use the hashtag fifth quarter broadcasting live once again on CHML's Facebook page. You can send me a note there as well. And while you're on the World Wide Web or in your favorite app store, you can subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast and listen whenever you like. Uh, to Twitter we go, and uh, some comments still streaming in, including this one from RH, who writes, Mixed bag tonight, Rick. Until the offensive line improves, it will be a long year. Football is won in the trenches. Giving some love to Damagala for player of the game. Great start to the year. Yeah, he was four of five tonight, but he is taking a lot of heat for the one miss, which at the time would have made it a one score game. Um, but hey, them's the breaks, as they say. Another tweet from Thomas who writes, they should have just skipped the game. Ticats sucked. No passion, no guts, no Glory. Andrew on Twitter writes, I didn't even think they played that bad. Two really unfortunate bad bounce turnovers, but other than that, they played okay. I think there's one more Twitter message to get to. No, that might be it. Well, uh, this one actually from Jeanette, reflecting on the first time since 2017 that the Ticats have been 0-3, uh, and that year they started 0-8. Uh, Jeanette writes, at least the loss versus Calgary June 18th wasn't 60-1, to bad like the 2017 loss was. Yes, we can all be thankful for that. It was just as gut-wrenching, 33-30 in overtime. Uh, I say a loss is a loss is a loss. Stephen from Burlington on CHML's Facebook page says, management had to do three things in the offseason. One, pick the right quarterback. Two, shore up the O-line, and three, find a kicker. So what did they do? They picked the wrong quarterback, they did not fix the O-line, and they did not find a kicker. O out of three should mean the end for this management team. That again from Stephen in Burlington. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular phone. For any of those Ticats fans... And, heck, if you're a Blue Bombers fan, too, you're invited to the show uh, to call in with your thoughts on tonight's game and give me your player of the game. Right now, Javon Santos-Knox leads the list with uh, player of the game votes, uh, seven defensive tackles, and a quarterback sack for Santos-Knox tonight. I thought the Ticats played a gutsy—it was a gutsy effort tonight. You know, they showed a little bit of passion, especially in that first half. 
when the wheels started to fall off in half number two, you, you got the sense, at least I did, got the sense that the intensity meter was kind of running a little dry. Right? Whether they thought the writing was on the wall or it just wasn't going to happen for them tonight, I just got the feeling, and again, I can believe, I, I could be completely wrong on this, but I just got the feeling that, uh, you know, we, we, we played a pretty good first half, just were not rewarded for it offensively, and this Winnipeg team's a tough nut to crack. And uh, you can't blame them if that was the thought process. Again, I'm putting words into their mouths, and they would never admit to this, um, but I just didn't see that killer instinct especially coming out of halftime. They scored three points in the second half. They scored six points in the second half last week and ended up losing. And while no one expected 0-3, I think looking at the competition that they have faced in the first three weeks, it's understandable. Given the injuries that this team has, given that, uh, you know, the offense really, you know, apart from one half of football against the Stamps last week, the offense really hasn't been that consistent at all. And that really has to change if this team wants to put up some W's in that W column. Uh, Brad on CHML's Facebook page writes, The team is more beat up than it looks. After that hit on Dunbar, took uh, the uh, that resulted in a turnover. I don't expect him to practice much this week. Maybe not even play next game. That hit was brutal, and it showed. Yeah, he got rocked. And we know that Braylon Addison is not nowhere near 100% coming into this game as a game time decision and uh, the hits and hits that he took over the first couple of weeks um, did not look good. Uh, to email we go. This one is from Stephen out in Penticton, B.C., who normally, and we've seen this in the first couple of weeks and certainly throughout the years, normally is a very positive person. Tonight, not so much. Uh, Stephen writes, greetings, Rick. I only have one thing to say. Condell has to go, period. The guy could not run a high school team offense. An email from Stephen. Very succinct. Not a big fan of Ticats offensive coordinator Tommy Condell. Angelo on email writes, hi, Rick. Wow, the champs just have our number. They make plays and create momentum, and it lasts the whole game. Jeffcoat and Jefferson are game wreckers, and let's not forget Big Hill in the middle. Consistency and continuity throughout leads to victories, and they make it look rather easy out there. They intimidate the Tiger Cats and are in their heads. O'Shea has instilled a winning culture, and they can't lose even if they wanted to. I thought the Tiger Cats played with passion, and the compete level was there tonight. Again, the secondary too soft, not enough playmakers on this team, special teams again tonight, the difference... Could have been a one-score game, and who knows what happens. Rick, special teams in the CFL, to me, is the most important phase of the game because of the amount of possessions. It's going to be a rough ride moving forward as wins will not come easy. Player of the game, Knox. An email from Big Ange. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell phone. we got about five minutes left to go in this fifth quarter. You can share your thoughts on tonight's game. Vote for your player of the game. On Twitter, use the hashtag fifth quarter at AM900CHML at Rick Zamprin. Email from Alan. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. The game at the start was a game of defense, which kept it to field goals on both sides, but on offense, we got manhandled on the offensive line. I'm really concerned about our O line. 
other than Chris Van Zyl, those guys could not protect Dane for the life of them. I love Sean Thomas Erlington, but you need a guy like Wes Hills or Don Jackson in there to help block and add some more help to the O-line. When Dane Evans was getting frustrated in the fourth quarter and so close to getting hit a few times, I wanted them to pull him out and put in Schiltz or Newman. If we lose Dane Evans to injury, the season is done. I don't want to say this, but if this offensive line doesn't get better, Dane Evans will get hurt by midseason. You can see Orlando Steinauer on the sidelines really concerned. I thought Tim White had another outstanding game along with Ungerer and Dunbar. I hope Dunbar is okay after that hit from Big Hill. That hit and him dragging himself on the field didn't look good. He did get up, though. Allen continues to write, as for kicking, Damagala played all right, but there are a few field goals that didn't go in, and it could have been 18-15 rather than 18-19. Missing out on six points was costly. I don't know what we should do, but maybe Mike Filer can come out of retirement, LOL. I know it won't happen, but it would be nice. Player of the game, Tim White, that email from Allen. Uh, well, Allen, I don't expect Mike Filer to come out of retirement nor any other retired Ticats to end their retirement and return to the team. Uh, this team is going to have to figure out a way out of this hole. 0-3, not the end of the world, by any stretch of the imagination. Because you got to consider what else is happening, especially in the division. Ottawa's 0-2, Montreal winning last night for the first time. They're 1-2, and Toronto's played one game this season. They got one coming up in BC uh, later on tonight, Saturday night. And so, listen, if, if the Lions take care of business and they're 1-0 coming off a of bye week, you know, you could have Toronto at 1-1, basically with two points, Montreal with two points, Ottawa and Hamilton with zero points after, you know, two or three games. That division lead is well within striking distance, sadly to say, in the East Division, but it's true. And the Ticats have not played anybody in the East either. So that, that's got to count for something as well. Uh, over in the West, Winnipeg, as I mentioned earlier, 3-0. and Calgary's 2-0. and Saskatchewan 2-1. and BC 1-0. and And Edmonton at 0-2. A couple of other statistics to pass along tonight. Uh, in terms of rushing. Not a lot of rushes tonight. Sean Thomas Erlington, six carries for 29 yards. He averaged 4.8. That's a pretty good average. Just did not get the ball enough. And uh, on defense, Cameron Kelly had five tackles and a sack. Julian Hauser, four tackles and a sack. Uh, the other sack going to Alden Darby, who also had another strong game tonight. That's it for us. The player of the game voted by you and I, the fans. Javon Santos-Knox is our player of the game tonight. Big play of the game is Willie Jefferson's pick six. Midway through the fourth, that pretty much put this game out of reach. And our fifth quarter fan of the night is Dave Number 1, our first caller in the fifth quarter tonight. We had some great points and uh, we're still thinking a little positive going forward. Speaking of going forward, Ticats will host the Edmonton Elks one week from tonight, Friday, July the 1st, Canada Day. Our pregame show on CHML begins at 6.30. Kickoff is at 7.30. Join us 30 minutes after the game for the fifth quarter. Brought to you by Eastgate Ford. For producer Matt Taylor and Ben Strawn, my name's Rick Samprin. Enjoy the rest of the weekend right here on 900 CHML.
where Ticats fans come together, win or lose. Listen after every game to the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate 4 on 900 CHML.